0: Howdy, guys. Welcome to the Lodcast number 37. Uh, this podcast is going to be a little different Um, due to scheduling errors. Basically, it's just me and the guest. So <laughs> it's going to be a little different. I'm going to see how, we're, how this rolls. Might have to do some creative editing later on. But I guess since there's no one to ask how everyone's week was, I'll just start with our guest, who is a famous figure from the Fallout and I just say podcasting community in general. Uh, Dave Chaffins, Dave, how's your, uh, I guess, life been up until this point? Usually, we ask how people's last like week or two's been.
1: Um, let's see. So, uh, the two thousands have been really, uh, <laughs> have been really, really fine. Um, I think there's been some ups and some downs. Um. Um, my past week, though, um, I think that's what mainly you'd ask people uh, has been has been pretty nice. It's been it's been nice, and the you know people love here's the people love to talk about um, the weather on podcasts. And let me tell you something; it's been uh, it's been quite a nice little fall temperature where I'm at here in West Virginia. So it's, it's it's been nice to get outside, get a little sun in your skin, and not be ninety degrees. So I've had a a joyous joyous week. How about you?
0: Pretty much the same. Uh, I live up in upstate New York and it's all like, it's been very nice weather, I'd say like a nice balance between, I think it was like 64 to 70 this entire week, so. That's nice. That's so good. You know, as a
1: kid, as a kid, I used to love summer because he got out of school, but as adult, I'm like spring and fall because I can actually sit outside and it'd be bearable.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I remember as as a kid, I'd be like, oh boy, I can't wait for the summer. And then it's just like blistering heat. (laughs) right i just want to stay inside all day now during the summer
1: and, and so that's the and that's the funny thing and it's all dependent on like if you live up if you live up north or like on a mountaintop or somewhere like that like where it's like legitimately pretty cold like the t- the town i grew up on um it when it was 90 degrees um it would uh it would cause a a community event in which everyone would serve lemonade and it was every single business would serve lemonade for free to everyone, um we call it lemonade days when it would get above 90 degrees in the community that I grew up. But now, so that was like cute. And it was like, Oh, because it was always 70 degrees in the summer. And then just like, you know, really cold in the winter and it was all fine. But now in, in where I live in Charleston, it's like 90 degree heat, pretty much every day, every summer. And I'm like, I just, this is the only time I've wanted to move back to my hometown. (laughs) I'll never say this again, but this is the only time that I've wanted to do that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you know, it's interesting you mentioned West Virginia
0: because uh, it, it's partially to do with all the Fallout 76 hype from ages ago. But like I became obsessed with v- West Virginia. I've gone like road tripping there a few times and like I know absolutely everything about it. I'm like, you mentioned Charleston. I'm like, oh, I know where Charleston is. That's like, uh, actually, where is Charleston? I forget. It's um,
1: I like to say that the map of West Virginia is if you hold up your middle finger and stick your thumb out, that's the state. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, Back your hand, and Charleston's like right where like you know that vein that connects to your first finger. Like, find like the midpoint there, and that's about where Charleston is.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You you have you guys have the, the fancy gold
1: dome, right? Yeah, we do. I exactly. can see that out my window. Well, I, if it wasn't pitch black, I could see it out my window currently, but I can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had an obsession with it ever since I want to say like a year before Fallout Seventy Six came out.
1: And what like, what got you into that? Was it just like the game being set there? like what what started all that for you?
0: I think it had to do primarily with just um so uh, the song, I'd say, uh, country was, roads. Yes, yeah, I think that's what got me into it. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, after that song, I started recognizing like pretty much everything from like American folklore, I want to say starts in West Virginia. And I'm like, what the hell? This is like, because I'm a huge, I, I mean, maybe I'm not crazy patriotic, but, like, I love American folklore. Like, mm-hmm. and pretty much everything just centers around West Virginia. And I'm like, what the hell? This is so cool. Which actually kind of disappointed me because um, John Henry was not involved in uh, Big Bend in Fallout 76. So I was a little little disappointed about that. I like singing that, that song from uh the Disney short whenever yeah. I'm working outside.
1: Well, how, how does that, is that the John Henry, the steel driving man? Yep, is, yeah, I, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, there's some things that they there's some things that they missed, and there's some things that they that they got right. And um, uh, so a lot of the a lot of the people that were the um, big creative leads have actually um, moved on to other places. But that's actually like the people that were originally setting up West Virginia as the place to go. Um, they've moved on to other places, but that means they've also gotten to talk about um, how they because you know when you're at the video game company, you don't really necessarily want to talk about You know your work and what you're doing but once you've left the company you can go and talk about your thoughts on this or that based on a product and generally it's not like where i hated working there it's generally just like you know behind the scenes creative process stuff and so when they were originally pitching um west virginia a lot of people were coming um there there was a dlc for fallout 3 called point lookout Mm -hmm. and um a lot of the enemies were kind of based around hillbillies and so they were like oh are we going to do like uh hillbillies for this one? And a bunch of the creative leads were like, no, no, we're gonna We're not going to do that. That's tired. Everyone has seen uh what's that movie with the banjos um, with Burt Reynolds. Um, I know what you're talking about. I can't. You know, yeah. Me. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll circle back to that. But um, they were like, no, we're going to do it right. And in a lot of, a lot of stuff and a lot of like, there, there is a lot of um, little hints to things that you, are, it's like cool to experience when you're in the game, and you're like, "Oh, that's that's really neat." But like locals experiencing that, I think is is really interesting too. Where it's like they thought about this, like they actually thought out the state. So when essentially what they've made West Virginia in is to a, a theme park, um, and and I always think that that's really cool, um, and, and that increases the interest of people um, like wanting to see what that kind of like like there's kind of like a weird. It's kind of like the novelty of a carnival in some ways. Like, you don't want to. Yeah, you it's don't want to kind
0: of like boil down the entire state to like, oh, look, cool attraction.
1: But. Right, right. There's history there, but it's. Um, I don't know. it's more like there is some like old, like there's some like, I guess it's a lot of hidden gems. I think that's a great way to put it is the state is a full, the state is full of a lot of hidden gems that you normally would like a lot of, a lot of areas like, you know, let's take DC, for example, you kind of know where that is because that's been driven a culture. Same, same way as New York city, but you often don't get to see these kind of like uh, different areas in America, I guess Mm -hmm. um, that have a lot of that kind of like wacky, weird, you know personality as opposed to like driving through and and i i love the state of um, Indi- indiana love indianapolis but if you're driving through a particular part of that it's just corn it's corn for days
0: <laughs> that'd be Dazed. a great fallout Dazed. location you know corn monsters rising from the ground
1: it's just a constant cornfield. yeah like like it's big enough that they could do like a godzilla film there and nobody <laughs> would die like <laughs> So, so it's interesting to see that. I think you know, if I take myself out of it, it's like to see that kind of like wacky, weird ruleness, but with a lot of a lot of heart. I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely appreciate that kind of stuff from Fallout games, and just I'd say anything that like approaches the state's history. Because I, remote, I know with Fallout Four, same thing. I got well, I'm not nearly as obsessed with Fallout Four, but in terms of like the culture of Boston and all that, I was like, oh, I know where this place is. I've been here in the game and all that
1: yeah yeah and and it's only i think it's like exponentially grown over each game that they've done um and i think that they they tried the, like they did that with dc uh with some of the stuff because there i think that's well that that is where um bethesda's kind of based out of mm-hmm. and then you got a lot of that in, in in new vegas um and then building off that it's like okay well, well you know it's like every single game that they're setting off of like alternate history america or, or wherever they're kind of they're doing a lot of of special nods to different stuff and you see that even in like mod projects like um fallout miami or um fallout london like it's a lot of people that are from there are, are like putting like baking that stuff into the game because that's now what's expected which i think is pretty cool
0: but yeah uh i guess i mean i guess that's the introduction now um <laughs> the catching up portion was uh me talking about my obsession with west virginia but um that said, as you guys all heard, we have this guest, Dave Chaffins, here. Um, Dave, would you like to just like explain to the audience who you are and what you do?
1: Right. Yeah. So, I am a um uh, a podcaster. I guess. I guess that's where I started with. Um, I originally I, I was born in West Virginia. I grew up in Virginia. Um, and I moved back to West Virginia um, and, and it was kind of on a I guess a border town area that I was at um was would I wouldn't say that I was apart from West Virginia because the town that I grew up is, on is literally a um a, a town split in half by the uh, West Virginia Virginia border so there was a bluefield Virginia and a bluefield West Virginia so I have had a lot of experience with um with Appalachia with the culture um my th- my dad's family is all coal miners. Um, my mother's family are all just like poor farmers, I guess, uh, from the area. And I ended up going to college and uh, majoring in geography. And so as a, as a career, I make maps. I'm a cartographer, which is a great thing to say at parties. when they're like, oh, what do you do? And I can I can spout off a title, but I could also be like, i'm a cartographer and then that's fun and then people think i'm Indiana jones (laughs) (laughs) like they think i'm laura croft tomb raider and i'm like in some like tomb just being like or like lewis and clark like i'm like standing on a rock out in a ravine and i'm just like i have my little like protractor or whatever you know go out of town um so so i make maps for a living but i also had an interest in that um Uh, anthropology piece of it. Um, And so I've always been, uh, I have a minor in Appalachian studies. Um, I have a family that's pretty big into um, learning about family history. So I can trace back a lot of my um, lineage. (laughs) Lineage is a funny term to say when it's mostly people from West Virginia, like we're some royalty. But um, (laughs) I have family members that were in the the Hatfields from the famous Hatfield. I was about
0: to mention, I'm like, can you trace it back to the Hatfields and the
1: McCoys? Yeah, so it's pretty easy. It's actually, so um, Devil Ants, who was the um, uh, the leader of the Hatfields, he's the one played by Kevin Costner in the um, the History uh, Channel uh, original series. Um, his wife, uh, Levice, her maiden name was Chafins. So her mother, or mother and father, are my like great, 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 i I don't even know the number of greats but if you if you go back up my my dad's side of the family it's all the way back up there um and it it was weird i was in a um i was in a i was in a bar maybe about a month ago and i had signed a check um and they were like well what's the last name in the order and i said chaffins and then two other people at the bar they were like chaffins we're chaffins and I was like, "Oh, that's weird. We don't normally hear that name." And then we started like talking about where our folks are from, and it turns out that I was related to these people. They were like my third cousins, and I had no clue. And it's like you meet some weird people in West Virginia. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, my 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 background as to where I got, uh, I guess, my my upbringing, um, where I got started with content creation. Um, I ended up watching um, E3, and I forgot what year. It was the year that that Fallout seventy six was announced. Um, And I just had a buddy that um, moved in down the street for me. Um, He was a, he's a photographer at the time he worked for um, a department of tourism uh, for West Virginia. And so he had just moved in down the street, got his new job. And I was like, "Oh, Oh, I'm so excited to play this fallout game. And he was like, Oh yeah, me too. And I was like, Hey, what if we did a podcast just about West Virginia? Like if, is like okay if we like systematically think about the locations that were shown in the trailer we can probably match those up to real life stuff because there's a lot of like you said there's a lot of similarities between the game and actual West Virginia so we had never we'd never done a podcast before we'd never done anything like that um, and I believe the first show that we recorded um, was an introduction for ourselves um, and who we are and our history um, and I forgot to turn the second mic on um, so, we just recorded off of a single mic that one person was very loud and the other person was very soft. So, there was a lost episode somewhere <laughs> that never made it to the, the original podcast floor. That is just a uh, an introduction for us.
0: I've had that happen before. I think the first ever podcast that we recorded for the Lodcast, it, it didn't used to be called the Lodcast, it was the LNL mm-hmm. podcast. And the entirety of my audio was not recorded. <laughs> so I went back in post and I like, I like mimed myself and what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And I like, it, the podcast used to be like two hours long. And so <laughs> I recorded like two hours worth of like, just copying what I was saying. And I was like, geez, man, this is not work. There's no way I can like keep this up if I ever mess up again. So we ended up scrapping that podcast. And, uh, that was born. Half the size. A lot less. Because uh, it used to be Elder Scrolls lore at some point. Mm-hmm. So it stopped being Elder Scrolls lore. Because L stood for, I think it was lore and and something. But I forget. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I can completely understand that. But as you're saying.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's it's funny how it's funny how podcasting works and so like the, the amount of editing and things that you think like normally when we when you do a podcast it's like okay do a little bit of a cut here and there for just there's free space but for the most like once people get in the groove of stuff you really don't have to cut that much but there was a time when i had my buddy working for um department of tourism and he um said something um just a, it was a comment involving some display making fun of it, and it was state-owned property. So our podcast got pretty big. Um, it was called Volboys Boys WV, and it started getting written up in in papers locally. Um, that these it was like oh it's like all these West Virginia content creators are like showcasing West Virginia culture to the world, and it was all this stuff. And then his department found out about it, and uh, I had to go back through maybe five different episodes and edit content out of it. Um, from where, um, his boss listened to it and they were like, Hey, I heard about this thing and I need you to take out all of these other things. And so from then on, we had to be like, okay, we can't mention where he works. He doesn't, He doesn't work there anymore. So it's no big deal. Um, but can't mention this stuff. Uh, we can't do this stuff because, um, the state of West Virginia won't let us, <laughs> So it's like, it's like weird, you know, we don't want him to lose his job. Like, that's his thing. He's, he's a photographer. He has a way better job now. Um, He's a very successful photographer. Uh, and that was his passion. Like the podcast is just a hobby, but it was like, he called me, he was like, hey, I need you to edit this stuff out of there or I'm going to get fired. And I was like, oh, crap. Um, yeah. So-
0: How did they ever end up finding out where? Oh, I mean, yeah, you did mention that, like you mentioned where he worked, but like, did, did anyone at the job ever find out like explicitly? By like- oh
1: yeah it he said that um it was in a meeting um oh. that they that they found out and he like was kind of embarrassed and then a, a long long story short is I had to edit out a bunch of stuff um but it, it all ended up fine he he was fine he kept his job until he didn't want his job anymore and then he got a better job um so uh it was it was kind of rough at first i think the first five episodes of any of any podcast that you're doing even if so i've been doing this for year about like three years now just like various podcasts on different things different form formats um different shows um the first five episodes of your show are just like you getting into um into the groove of doing it. Mm-hmm. And you don't really like it's hard to think about. It's like, okay, I'm gonna you either overstructure or understructure anything that you do. You never get the structure right in your first try. And and I think that's true for pretty much every like person that gets in the pot and be like, oh I want to do a podcast or oh, I want to do this. Like by the fifth episode, you kind of have a, a a baseline for what you think works and what you think doesn't work.
0: Yeah, I think um for us, I'd say the first actually I can look this up. <laughs> first five episodes. We used to have a um a big problem with guests because we I would be like oh I'm gonna get a guest on first podcast gonna be just us but then we'd end up having like seven people on for some reason because I was like oh everyone can come down and talk and it got very hectic very quickly and sometimes right. I'd have like three or four guests on at a time and I was like all right I got to start dialing back I also right. think there's there a huge thing because my whole deal with podcasting is. I got to make it look professional. So I'll have like, it's pretty much just me doing all the editing and the art. So I went through like, I want to say three or four different art styles for the podcast. I had like the first ever art style was just me ripping the entirety of like Skyrim's art style because I was like, oh, we're primarily lore based. Uh, But then eventually we we got rid of the lore and then we went to like this like game general gaming thing. And then I got rid of that and I was like, oh, that's terrible too much copyright strikes uh because i was using copyrighted music and then after that we went to uh kind of like a very bland one monotone colors it looked nice with animations and all that because like i I mean obviously you can make matte colors look nice if you just don't like have anything complicated in the animations uh right and then finally we're here where i'm like all right i know what i want to do i have an art style that i follow i have This entire thing that I can do, uh, and now at this point, I don't really care about copyright either, because I I do, I do, I primarily do my channel and this podcast as a whole just for like the fun of it. There is the well, I do make a little bit of money off of it, but it's like I wouldn't say it's enough to like justify going podcasting full time. And I I think, like you said, after the first five episodes, it really started coming into its own right. But my issue is for me. I just end up rebooting the podcast, like stylistically, like every thirty episodes. Well, every like ten to fifteen episodes, not thirty.
1: I understand, and 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 I am I am I am guilty of naming things, just like uh, being like, okay, well, I am gonna name this that, or I am gonna name. We went through because we started with the name Vault Boys WV for our original our original podcast, and then we essentially got to the end of everything that we could talk about. Like, or else we would be really like like scraping stuff together. And we were like, well, we don't want to stop podcasting. And so we were like, well, what if we do a shift to this? And so we tried to, um, we kind of knew that that was cut kind of like the, the, the scraping together part was coming up. So we tried a different name called um, stakeout where we were like, okay, well, what if we did like in-depth things like, you know, like Vault Boys, where we were talking about real life locations, but stuff, in video games, tried that, that didn't work. And they were like, okay, well, what if we do cryptids? Um, so we went and, and I made, uh, the cryptic cast, which is a great name. I love that name. I still love that name. I got my buddy to do artwork for, it. um, and we talked about, uh, various cryptids, uh, various, um, news stories that were happening with cryptids. Like there was a, a guy, my favorite one was a guy called, um, TV Headman that was going around <laughs> Virginia. I don't know if you've heard about this. Um, essentially there was this guy that was dressing up in a uh, blue coverall suit and wearing a giant, like, like cathode tube TV on his head and was delivering tvs to households at 3 a.m
0: i've never heard this this is the wackiest thing ever
1: (laughs) yes so he was he was going to households and like you know everybody has like the ring doorbell or whatever you know doorbell system you have they have like a little video because it was a nicer neighborhood um and they uh this guy just like walked up with a big tv in his head like it just looked like (laughs) it looked like some comic book character and he just set a tv down and the um the police were out there because they were like are there bombs in the tv there wasn't bombs but the neighbors are saying that like the tv's worked and people are like oh this is a new cryptid this had tv Headman is like the newest cryptid there's never before been this cryptid it's like the first one since mothman
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it like uh like did the town that this happened in did they, like make it like their mascot or something
1: um, I, I think the neighborhood was pretty um, was pretty upset, but I feel like the like the actual city of Richmond was pretty into TV Headman. But um, I'm not sure what became of it. I think the people had there has been some imposters um, that have been TV Headman because, uh, like, I uh, the TVs worked. So I don't know where you get like 20 working like old school TVs unless but my buddy came up as unless you're a janitor at a school. And they just bought new TVs for all the teachers. And they're like, okay, well, we got to get rid of the old ones. Like, you never know, remember the old TVs that were on a cart
0: or mm-hmm. they'd like it's drag like, it in and it had the little VHS player on the bottom.
1: Yeah. My buddy, my buddy theorized it was like, okay, he was trying to get rid of them, but he didn't want to carry them all to the dump. So he was like, <laughs> well, this is a more fun thing to do.
0: So he was wearing a cathode ray TV on his head.
1: Yeah. He, oh he, he probably, he probably like, he, it was just the, like, you know, the frame of it. Like those things are, are you, you probably know they're like really yeah. heavy. It's all get out. Um so, so he obviously I don't think that he had, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the full aspects of TV headband. I'm not trying to, not <laughs> trying to assume or anything, um, but I'm pretty sure he hollowed it out and just stuck in this head. Yeah. I thought about doing a cosplay for that, for the Mothman festival, but the Mothman festival happens in September and that's another, like we said, 90 degree day. And so I didn't feel like wearing a, a frame of a TV on my head for a 90 degree day. That seemed pretty, seemed pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. So, uh, how did you? I think this is what I'm most curious about. How did you ever end up meeting Tom and uh, Ken?
1: Yeah, so um, I was doing I was doing Vault Boys, and I was like the, the normal like the normal um, piece of the show was just me and my buddy Austin, and he has has at varying levels of business. My core podcast has always been with him until. Essentially, he gets too busy at work, and then we kind of put it on hiatus. Mm-hmm. So I've always been that. But I'm like, how can we get guests on the show? Like, I want to get guests because sometimes it wasn't available. And so um, I think I'm trying to remember back to guests that I had. Um, I brought a buddy of mine on who went to Fasnacht, which is the in-game um, German festival in um, Helvetia. Mm-hmm. I brought the, a buddy of mine on for that. And then uh, I think that m- let out the signal to people that were listening that I was – was was booking guests and like I say this like like here's the thing here's a little here's a little tidbit for the people at home listening to this independent podcast we don't know what we're doing but this is not this is not like 100 percent organized like nobody, and, and and that's and that's the beautiful thing of it. Like, you know, what, you can go listen to Conan O'Brien or Dak Shepard or, you know, Joe Reagan or whoever, like give their whole spiel. Like this is an independent like this is like core of the core. We're not always going to be 100 percent there. But when it comes off and you're like, wow, these, these people sound really professional. That's a farce. i tell you what. That is always a farce. Completely. Um, there's there's
0: not a second that goes by that i'm like like you this only sounds good at the end because like it's gone through like a million different filters on my end like i've i've cleaned it up i've cut out like little blank spaces at the end like you said it's, it's not it's only because we've been talking for a really long time and we're good at talking that it sounds professional
1: right um so uh, I was booking guests like I'm, oh, I'm the manager for Dave Chatham. <laughs> I'm booking guests. So um, Tom was a listener of Vault Boys and um, wanted he was doing a D and D podcast for a while that was just like an actual play, um, and wanted to wanted to do his own Fallout show and started Fallout Lorecast. And so, he maybe did like one or two episodes and then reached out to me and he was like, hey, I want to come on and, and talk to you on the podcast about my show. And I was like, well, yeah, sure. Because here's the thing. And here's another, here's another secret tidbit about, about an independent podcast. Is a lot of the times you think all oh, these shows are so competitive. Like, do the other Fallout shows, like are they competing with each other? And here's the answer, no. No one is competing with each other because the subjects are so small that the more people are talking about them, the more people listen. And so, like, either every Fallout podcast grows or none of us grows. It doesn't matter what we do. <laughs> I, I mean, in
0: that line, uh, we had this guy named Rotten Dead you might know him. Uh he he does the Elder Scrolls lore cast, and he was like talking about um how niche it is what he does. They're like the fact that there was, there's even another podcast that covers Elder Scrolls deep lore to that extent is, like, impossible. And he's like, yeah, we, we don't have... Literally no one else does it. So, like, if we were ever threatened by, like, another podcast and what we do, it, it wouldn't hurt us in the slightest because they would just be doing something incredibly niche and it would just help us if they existed.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, that's 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 the main thing. So, Tom reached out to me and was like, hey, I want to be a guest on your show. Um, and then we he was a guest on my show and i don't we talked about fallout for a little bit but i think i just talked to him about how much we love lord of the rings which is like really out there for like (laughs) this hardcore kind of like mix of hardcore history slash video games and we're just talking about how much we love the hobbit um it ended up just being and sometimes you record a podcast and you're like okay maybe that wasn't the effect that i was going for but that was a really great conversation and you feel confident in the conversation so you put it out there and i think that was one of those episodes um, so he started doing a uh, file lorecast cast, um, and, and doing all that stuff. And I had, it kind of kept up with him. Um, he started this like network kind of in its infancy. And so, uh, wanted to get fault boys on the network. Um, and I didn't really understand. I was like, what do I need a, a network for? And then I learned it was like, oh, okay, it's like an independent thing. It's like, just kind of like, you know, bootstrap kind of gang. That's cool. Um, and then later on, maybe like a year after that, um, 'Cause that was pretty that was pretty early, I think. Cause Fallout came out in November. Okay, Fallout came out in November. So I had him on in the spring. And then Ken at the end of the summer, um, Ken, Ken the figure who does Chatter Fallout 76 story, had just done his first episode and he reached out to me and he was like, um, hey, I wanna come on the podcast and talk about Fallout. And we were wrapping like we were in the mindset of like, we're not doing Vault Boys anymore. And so I was like, well, like, I really like having people on. I like having people like talk about the stuff that they're doing. So it was like, can you just like come on the show and talk about what you want to do with your show? And then let's just talk about how great your show is. <laughs> and so we did that and I had him on um, and it ended up being great. Um, so we we went through that, um, had had them as guests in the show. Their podcast grew. Uh, we changed over the Cryptocast, I think, at that point. Uh, there was a point where... Um, cryptic cast ended up going on um kind of dying off just because of um i got some there's some another behind the scenes you're getting like some exclusives here so um so lauren coleman um lauren see since i don't do more, i can talk about these people lauren coleman um go google you're listening to this podcast now go to your google type in l-o-r-e-n and then space coleman so the joke of, of my podcast is that I I'm the card carrying cryptozoologist. Like that's like the joke moniker that I have because I went online and got a, um, I was, I'm big in the cryptids. So I like all that stuff. Um, it's like a fun, like I love urban fantasy. I'm not like, I don't know if I'm a big foot truther, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so went online, paid $40, took a test. And now I'm a, um, I have a certificate of X or, or certificate of degree, um, in cryptozoology from the um university of paranormal um paranormal studies university of paranormal studies so i i did that for the CryptoCast, and so um lauren coleman who is a legitimate cryptozoologist like has been doing this stuff since like 1970 what do you
0: mean by like legitimate because i think in the cryptozoology uh community it's it's kind of finicky i'd say because not no one's really like a biologist or like a zoologist. <laughs> if
1: there was anyone I would consider official, it would be this guy called Lauren Coleman, who has written several books on the matter. Um, he's uh, he's big into Bigfoot. Um, he runs the Bigfoot Museum in um, uh, what I, uh, somewhere up in Maine. Um,
0: oh yeah, I've heard of it. Yep
1: he is good buddy. He was like in like the sixties and seventies when like things are popping off, like the book Mothman prophecies was written by his friend, John Keel is now, he's now passed. Um, and then he was like, I want to be a guest in your podcast. And like, I can like, like I have books written by this guy just because I wanted to learn more about it. Um, I was like, Oh, okay. And then it became a, um, Oh, I can't do the podcast because I think somebody is stalking me. And then it became this like every time he would miss I, I would book him for a show, he'd miss it because of some like mysterious stalking that he's going through. And <laughs> it's so it's trying like to this, look for him. And so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so like he, he he would explain to me these things. He's like I has been so I've installed these security camera footage and, <laughs> and people have been like walking around my house and I'm like I'm getting these like personal details for this guy and I'm like Listen, I don't think you understand. I'd, I, I would love to have him in the show. But it's like, okay, it's like you're running an Elder Scrolls you know, podcast and somebody's like, hello, I'm an actual Khajiit. Like, I am a real <laughs> Khajiit and I want to be a guest on your show. And you're like, holy shit, this guy's a real Khajiit. Well, I think that's fun. Let's have him on. You're not like, I don't know if you can like fully take them seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> I don't know if you can, like, sit down and be like, all right, so, uh Tails. How's that work? <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, I used to watch this
0: radio show called Coast to Coast AM. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, but it was... It rings a bell. It was, like, uh, it, it, would, play, it would play at, like, 11 p.m. at night, and the, the host, he would have, like, people on who would, like, claim to be the Antichrist, and that would be, like, every other episode. It was, <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Uh, that's exactly what I imagine when you're, like... It would be great to have that kind of person on but like you can't really take it seriously.
1: Right. The, the um uh, so it got to be a little weird. Uh we kind of got out of the um out of the habit or the motivation because it kept attracting straight like the crypt, the cryptozoology crowd and the conspiracy crowd are pretty closely linked. Um and I didn't I, I don't know if I fully understood that because I think of it more as like a fun thing. Like a fun little Like I like the Mothman Museum because they have like funny little statues of Mothman and funny little stories about Mothman. I like there's a fun level to that. And it's not like I'm like a skeptic about absolutely everything. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure that there are aliens out there, you know, like I like there's some rational thinking, I guess, Mm -hmm. involved in all that. But I'm not sure if there's like a, a giant moth creature flying around. But, you know, what? in my heart of hearts, I would love for that to be the case. And so I support that. Like, I would love for it if there was a Bigfoot, you know what I mean?
0: In that line of thinking, um, usually when I think about, like, the people in that community and that crowd with uh with cryptozoology, I start immediately jumping to, like, flat earthers because I've seen yeah. a lot of people. Uh, and, 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 I mean, nothing on you if you're a flat earther. I I love the flat Earth too. It's great.
1: No, no. I think I think here's the thing. No, um, you, you may think that, but if you're a flat Earther, then like like read a book. Get one of them books out and just like read it. Like I don't care if it's like Stephen King's it. Just like read a book, you know.
0: I would say it's kind of a slippery slope because eventually you go from like oh Bigfoot's real to uh the government is growing like apes in a lab three hundred yes. feet underground.
1: Yes. So, um, w- with that, with that mentality and kind of the audience we were attracting, we were like, okay, well, um, this isn't, this isn't necessarily where we want to go. Um, so ended up my buddy, my buddy moved away. Um, cause we, we were doing it live. Um, it was back in the time when uh, every, not everybody was doing their, you know, podcasts online because, um, of the, you know, worldwide pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so he moved away. Um, I ended up contacting, um, I still wanted to do a podcast and I was like, I still feel like that there is like this like niche fallout community. And so I wanted to do a show that was based around the community, but but I kind of wanted it to be like everybody that I knew was doing a fallout show. So I was like, I pitched the show to Ken and Tom and I was like, essentially this is the Avengers of fallout shows. So like originally it was only going to happen once a month. And you know, I had done vault boys. Tom does fallout Lorecast. Um, Ken does uh, chat of Fallout 76 podcast, And so I was like, what if we like get together once a month and like either interview a guest or talk about the community um, or just like run over what, what's going on in the game? Because we're all so niche. Like we need, we should do a broader show where we're like, we don't have an opportunity on the shows we have to talk about our overall opinions of what's currently going on, essentially a current news fallout show. So I said, you know, would you guys be interested in this? And so we originally plan to do, um, shows once a month we ended up um we ended up pre-recording them uh we had some good guests on there uh like juice head or um we've had oxhorn we've had um other people um and then we ended up um like talking with some of the people at bethesda so we've been gracious enough to have some voice actors um we, we have some game shows that we've planned where you've got people like pete Hines, uh, some of the people that worked on fallout 76 Working on some of the games. Um, Eventually, over time, the show grew. um, And we started doing it live. Uh, We uh, Sometimes, I I think there was a while we were going to do it every week. But I think for the most part, we've done um, uh, every other week. I say bi-weekly, but oftentimes I get bi-weekly confused for twice a week. So I say every other week. Um, And we do that um, every other Tuesday at 5, unless there's something else going on. Um, Right now, it's been a pretty dry period. Um, But we've... I guess we've done this for about a year and a half now. Um, and we start, it was funny, we started immediately when COVID happened. Um, and we, we did, and we recorded stuff before all of, the, all of that came out. We kind of pre recorded a few different things. Um, one of the big things that we've done this year that I've loved doing is um, having call in portions. So, like, I'm not a big Howard Sturr fan, but I, I love the idea of his like recurring characters. And so we kind of pitched the idea to each other of like, hey, how do we like involve the community in the show? like outside of like a write-in segment like where you write in for an email or something it's like how can we do that it's like okay well what if we just like have them call in and like the the idea of like having people call in seems pretty chaotic because like you got to match the energy it's like some people are content creators that come on and they know how to talk some people aren't and they're just like hey i really like um i really like plasma guns <laughs> and we're like oh cool then it turns into like kind of a, a like a light interview for like five minutes uh, sometimes it's people, you know, do, doing something like they have a better thing thought out to come in and say, but it's, I think it's encouraged people to get, to get involved no matter you're, you know, you don't need the, you know, the nicest mic or whatever. You just need to have one and, and, you know, not have, you know, a bunch of people talking in the background, I suppose. Um,
0: so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Interesting. How do you do, uh, well, how do you do the columns? Do you, are you in discord or are you in like, uh.
1: Yeah, so we, we use a Discord call, and so we, we have it set up on Kin server. It's called Apocalyptic Aristocracy. You can find that. Um, we, we just, we don't have our own, we have, we have our own, we use our, own, here's another secret. We use our own Discord server for just us, for just us things. Um, and that has, like, secrets in there for when we do secret stuff. Sometimes we do secret stuff. We're like secret little squirrels with little acorns. Um, but we use, um We use the apocalyptic aristocracy discord. Um, I can probably send you a link to that. Um, But I'd have to figure out how to type first. And, you know, I'm (laughs) I'm just I'm a talking head. I'm like Futurama.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's very interesting. I'd I'd love to go live with the podcast. We we actually did go live once last year for the Game Awards. But I'd I'd love to like actually set stuff up. But scheduling is just impossible all the time because scheduling
1: is the hardest part of podcasting and D&D.
0: Oh, especially, I've I've quit so many D&D campaigns just because I could, like, I'd be like, all right, I'm here, but we're missing, like, three people. That's basically right. just
1: the entire group gone. Uh, uh, three people fell in a well, and now, uh, you know, Grimstuff, the dwarf, he is, uh, <laughs> he's off doing his thing.
0: Every, every one of my D&D campaigns has always devolved into, like, murder hobos, where it's just, we go around, like, I think the most recent one that I quit, Oh. Well, I, I mean it ended i wouldn't really say quit but uh we were all a bunch of dwarves who were going around uh one of my friends he was he had like max strength i think was, i forget what a, what version we were using but he ended up like stripping the enemies down to like their bones and wearing their like flesh as his armor and that ended up being like our entire gimmick and then eventually the 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 GM, he got frustrated and he was like, all right, guys, like, you got to take this seriously. All you guys do is kill every character that I put in front of you. And we're like, but yeah, that's the that, uh, we, we kind of want to do that. It's it's fun to just like wear their flesh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's that's usually how it is for me in all
1: my D&D campaigns. You got to think on your feet because, you know, what if you what if people had flesh that was like made of acid? Oh, and, yeah. Man, right. See, see, look at this. Look at this. Look, look at us huh hmm? <laughs> Look where we are
0: yeah look look at us who who'd have thought yeah anyways um <laughs> uh continuing the, the the interview um i i know you said right now you're you're doing the whole entire follow-up lore cast with Kenan tom what do you see for yourself in like your own personal podcast for the future because i'm very curious about that because you did mention how like you've gone through different phases of the podcast and all that
1: yeah, um, so I, I've just been, it's, um, so Tom does Fallout Lore Lorecast. This one is called The Fallout Hub that I've been doing. Um, we had done, we had done kind of a podcast that was a, um, an amalgamation of the Crippet cast of just like, essentially like, you know, like weekly world news, like Bat Boy and like these like tabloid stories of like, oh, you know, giant person is is like this man is 11 foot tall but he was crushed by a motorcycle oh no like these kind of like wacky out there stories we kind of tried to develop a podcast around that that was going well and then a the, the scheduling kind of hit um with that and it's also that's hard to sell because it's like in my whole thing it's like the news is so like listening to the news nowadays is so it's taxing. Depressing.
0: i know i it's, can't it's, do it
1: anymore And it's no no matter who you are, it's just, it's just incredibly taxing and you can't escape it now. It used to be that it's like you, you just turn on the TV and everybody gets their, you know, their, um, their information from Matt Lauer on the today show. Yeah. Yeah, Or like, yeah. Um, but now it's like, it's like everywhere that you are, it's like, no, if you engage in any form of social media, it, it is there. Um, so I was like, okay, well, what can I do to make a new show that isn't like, that isn't like so. Ernest and like, like uh, uh, what's his face? Um, um, the guy that was in the office that played Jim did uh-huh. that. Some, he did that some good news show. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of times it was like a little too like sickly sweet for me. And so I was like, okay, what if I do a news show? That's just like weird things that happen. Like I'm trying to think of news stories that we've done. Um, like a Washington DC taco shop has taken cicadas and put them into to their tacos and made cicada tacos and then we go over the spend report of how their cicada tacos are selling. Or um, I'm trying to think like uh, a lady got um, into a, in a trouble because she um, checked out um, the first season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer from a like movie rental place. And she didn't bring it back. But it's also been like 20 years, <laughs> it's 20 years of late fees. because. So like th- th- those are the kinds of stories that, that it was like I was kind of trying to do for a while. But um the, 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 sh- the show I... It, it didn't end it's still i guess it's called six ways to sunday you can find it on your podcast services um it's kind of just on hiatus until we get some more time to to do that um because we get, we went through a whole rebranding of uh, of stuff um so that's out there personally i have tr- i've had the opportunity to try and i think this is true for a lot of people in in the um in the crippling worldwide pandemic i uh, you know it's like almost like a funny joke now, even though it is absolutely terrible, but it's like, oh yeah, let's remind ourselves that we're in a crippling worldwide pandemic. Um, I've had a lot of opportunity to try different things. Um, I've, I've tried YouTube videos and like doing, like going through and learning how to video edit, um, going through and saying, okay, well I, you know, maybe I want to try like a, like make a D&D campaign and campaign and play that. I've had the opportunity to do that. Um, and it's more like, okay, well, I don't want to go through because I've done this before I've gone through and like forced myself to create something and put all of my time into something and then turn around and the product is like, I'm just not, I'm unhappy with it. It's like not, it's not true to, to, to what I want or what I want it to be um, because I'm more of a, so people, there's a lot of people that are more like informational podcasters, I guess that are like, we're here to like, you're here to get the information. You're here to do this. You're like, you know, Tom in his fallout lore cast. He's like, we're going to talk about fallout lore and, 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 and nothing else. And, and that obviously it's like in the top, like 50 video game podcasts or a lot hobby. I don't even know. It's like in the top 50 of whatever. It's incredibly successful from my standpoint. It's like, I love morning radio. And so that's what I'm always drawn to in a podcast space. And so like finding it's hard to find that like, um, I guess freeform show with also a, um, uh, a subject matter that's interesting i think that it's fun to t- it's fun to talk about video games but if you do that for so long if you do like one subject matter like you're gonna get tired of it like and and some people some people don't some people truly don't but i do i guess that's more of a me problem
0: yeah um, no I, I agree with you i'm in i'm in that same boat like i said we used to be an elder scrolls podcast i got tired of it so like quickly because you're sitting down for like hours and like i said we used to record for a lot longer and i used to cut it down to an hour but like we'd sit down for hours just discussing lore and i'd be like by the end of it i'm listening to this like two or three times over i'm spending like eight hours going through all this and it gets grating and i i was like yeah i can't keep keep this up so you didn't see it now but a few podcasts ago in this document there used to be a little section that said Lore, for when we want to talk about it. And eventually that just began shrinking and shrinking. And eventually it just became like a line that said, lore, if we want to talk about it. And then it was like nothing there. I didn't even have like the section anymore. We used to have an extra section in the podcast. Right. Eventually it just, it's gone now. Because I like, I myself, I'm drawn to, like you said, same thing. I like morning talk shows. I like cryptid things. Like the the, the weird stuff, like, like I said, coast to coast AM, middle of the night. Weird stuff happens. People call in acting like they're the Antichrist. I like that kind of stuff. So I've been trying to kind of shift this podcast in that direction as well.
1: Yeah, I think as a, as like you know we do this for a hobby. For the for the most of us do this for a hobby. Like it, it is it is purely for fun. And so like finding you know, finding something that excites you and doing stuff like I've managed to keep the, the fallout hub running because we're always, we're always trying to like change it in some form or fashion. So it's always going to be about fallout, but maybe we're going to, you know, we're planning a big game show or we're, um, you know, focusing on call-ins or we've got a few guests lined up for the future that um, have some interesting pieces involved with that. But it's also like no pressure on us to do that because we, all collectively, like I, I, I used to, but not anymore. But I mean, Tom and Ken are grinding on their shows, and so the Fallout Hub is like a more relaxed, um, relaxed format. And there's like, like, uh, we'll put in an episode, I guess it'll be, it'll air on, um, on the 20th of October, um, where we really just talk about one thing, which is Halloween, but it, it's a natural progression of like, we're here to talk about the scorched event that is the spooky scorched. And, but then end up ends up turning into like a, an hour long conversation about Halloween and, and you know, the events within the game that used to happen, what we want for the future, that kind of stuff. Like just keeping it fresh and keeping it light because you don't want to come into something and be not have your whole heart in it. And I'm not trying to say like some days, like you don't want to do something that you're passionate about and that's like healthy and normal. And I'm, I'm not trying to say that, but when you lose your passion for that overall, like at a like consistent rate, then it's like time to time to change something up, time to like freshen it all up, you know? So uh, my future, I, d- I normally listen, I, I normally don't like to talk about things that I have going on until they're like there and ready. But, um, you know, this is the tell all. I've told you all of my my deepest podcasting secrets. I mean, you know all about the strange cryptozoologist that was having a stalker, you know, about <laughs> the problems of the state of West Virginia. I'm working on a, a narrative thing and kind of I had been working on it for years, but I'm trying to to adapt that to, to something that um, I will put out there. Um, it's cryptic, I know, but I don't I don't want to. It's there. I have like there's a story there. I'm just trying to figure out what's the best way to tell that. I guess. And 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 so like from a, it's like I can't exactly say what it is, but you know, me putting it out there and being like, at some point, I will tell you a story. I mean, (laughs) I could come out in two months and be like, um, this morning I woke up and I walked out in the street and found five dollars, and that can be it. You know, I I don't have to. The expectation is just is that.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I think then. We're we're pretty much at the end of the podcast here. Uh, we have one more section before we uh, end, and it's the community round. Everyone loves the community round. Definitely from the community, not at all made by made up by me or the other ho- hosts or the guests. Like five minutes before the podcast starts, um, <laughs> question number one: Roblox bans any kind of love emote. This this was a joke from last week, but we're gonna keep it here because, uh. Dim's the rules, and we yeah. don't break
1: them rules. Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah, uh, usually we always have a Cyberpunk 2077 joke in here because, you know, CD Projekt has just been fumbling the ball all the time, but that's not there this time. Mm. Uh, question three, uh, <laughs> actually, because we don't have the other two guests here or well, hosts here to kind of laugh at
1: this stuff. Dave, can you tell me who these three people are? (laughs) I was actually hoping, because I'm looking at the section right now, and I was actually hoping if you could, um, uh, if I was going to be able to, because I I don't understand the context here, but for people at home, you know, I'm looking at three different pictures, and oftentimes when you have video content, the podcast, it's like, how do I translate that over? Fortunately, ladies and gentlemen, I have... um, I have I have some uh, some history of of decoding these things. Um, so uh, the first picture that I see here um, is a little flattened out on my end, but it looks like a a, a young man, probably about um, well in his twenties, at a soccer game. Um, and and it's no hint of the soccer game, but there is a man. There are people wearing soccer jerseys around him. Um, the second picture for me, uh, that's the first picture. Um, thank you very much. The second picture is a man, um, maybe some fingers, (laughs) (laughs) like there's some fingers that are drooping down. It's kind of like if you would take like a, uh, like a van, I don't know if a van Gogh would be one. Yeah. I think a van Gogh portrait would be one and like, and like stretch it out, like just like stretch it really far. I think that's what it would be. It's like a man holding a rock, but he has really large fingers and you can only see his beard and his bottom lip. (laughs) <laughs> uh the fourth picture is um is youtube sensation jack's Jack fe- septic eye i think that's his name yes um, it is you're right and he's that- just and he's just smiling and he's just sitting in his gaming chair with his lights on and he's just looking looking real sweet
0: so f- for anyone here uh who hasn't ever been on this podcast or seen anything uh these are are our favorite characters in the podcast lore uh we have dream famous dream of minecraft fame uh the Mm. guy you see on stand that's actually not dream uh it was the apparent leak of dream but apparently it's like someone he knows but we stick with the name dream on the podcast because we don't know the actual guy and it's 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 kind of interesting in retrospect because uh everyone thought it was dream they're like oh no dream is this guy and i expected like You know, the whole internet phenomenon face reveal thing where they, like, expect, like, the most attractive supermodel person on the other side. And we kept that in here as as an inside joke. Uh, Mm. The second one, uh, I think two podcasts ago, one of the hosts broke this by stretching the image too much. Um, This is Tim the Tap Man, famous streamer. Uh, Okay. I've never actually watched any of his content,
1: but we, we he, put... he was big in the fall guys. I saw the thing with, um, he was like big when fall guys was, was going, he, I guess he still is big, you know, but that's when I remember last seeing him.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, th- I mean, he came to my college one time, I think a few years back, uh, for like some event I forget. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and lastly, you guessed it right, Dave, it is famous YouTuber Jacksepticeye sitting in his chair smiling you
1: you win the the game i got one out of three i mean that's pretty good for for you know looking at my odds here i'd say it's pretty good (laughs) but
0: yeah uh thanks for coming to the podcast we're gonna end it now a little bit different i think a lot more interesting to watch because dave right here is he's a very interesting man i i didn't expect him to actually be the real indiana jones so uh it's been it's been great having you on dave um Before we end, is there anything you want to plug? Uh,
1: Anything I want to plug? No, um, you can follow. I don't have anything to plug, but if you're like interested in me, um, though, that's I don't. Well, I I don't know. I don't know. I take that back. If you find me to be slightly entertaining, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Dave Chaffins. That's at D-A-V-E-C-H-A-F-I-N-Z. And that's like that's me in podcast world um so you can find all of the different um musings and also future projects that i do um if you want to listen to the fallout hub which is the bi-weekly show that i do um there is a uh you can you can find that on acre at the fallout hub uh that's the show i do with tom kin and myself where we have uh talk about the fallout community and there's different guests oh i forgot i do another podcast that's just been on hiatus because of um things, but I also am a host on the Starfield Lorecast, which is a little-known podcast that um, we kind of saved the name for, and we did a few speculation episodes, but here soon um, there's going to be an episode, and I don't know when because, you know, the game is a year away and there's not much lore that we know, but um, here soon there's going to be an episode of that, so uh, stay tuned to all that. Interesting, that's great, yeah.
0: um, We'll have everything down in the description, and with that, thank you once again dave and we'll see you next time bye